Good morning, y'all. This is Andrew Bateman with Heart to Worship Ministry Moments. And uh, yesterday I got to give my testimony to a group of kids at the church, and it was a really cool experience. Um, but it was a little bit different because, you know, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, as I listen to the radio and, you know, you hear these interviews with people that are talking about what the Lord's done in their life. And folks like, uh, for example, Johnny Erickson Tata, who, you know, uh, quadriplegic, who has had these tremendous struggles. But you kind of see how the Lord has brought her through all this. And you, you hear a lot of other folks getting up and giving God glorifying. I mean, they're motivational, inspirational, but they are, you know, honestly giving glory to God as they should be. So I'm obviously not taking anything away from that. Those things need to be told and, and the power of God can be witnessed through these things. But you don't often hear, you know, a, a radio show where someone comes on who's in the middle of a bunch of struggles and nothing seems like it's going right to tell their story, right? Um, and, and the fact is, where my wife and I are is, is very relatable right now because we're in the midst of an extended season of difficulty and challenge. And again, we have no monopoly on that. And that's why it's relatable because so many people that I'm witnessing, even in my small circle of influence, are dealing with huge, huge situations. And uh, so I started thinking about that. And as I talked to this group of kids, I, I gave my testimony um, up to the point, you know, of, of a few years back. And I said, now here's, uh, here's something you're probably not expecting to hear and I told them about all the craziness that's going on in our life because they were they were expecting you know, almost like you have a have a book with an introduction. You got the conflict, and then you've got this this glorious end where everything is taken care of. And the difference is though, we know we do have that glorious end in which everything is taken care of, and we anticipate that day. But the chaos is still ensuing, and and to have an accurate view of the Christian walk means to understand the the trials and tribulations that will accompany this life, that they will come and that they will have a purpose one way or another. And it's it, it's all dependent upon how we respond and react to them. And we have an example in the Word. We're told specifically how we also get to look at our example, our Savior, as He came in His earthly ministry and walked through these things and experienced these things. So that being said, again, this is a well-worn topic on this channel, and we're, we're talking about trials and we're talking about endurance. Yes, again. Um... So, you know, I, the thing is, once I said this, I told them about all this, and of course I gave them the examples of, uh, you know, why we go through trials, what they produce, and how we're to respond as illustrated in, you know, Hebrews and Romans 5.3, James 1.2, 1, 1 Peter 1.6, etc. Um, you know, but I started thinking too, I know in James there's a verse, I'm not exactly sure, I'm going to have to check the address. It talks about, though, how we count them blessed who endure. And then it goes on to talk about, we know the righteousness of, of, uh, of Job and Noah and, and these, these pivotal, I say characters, I mean not characters in the sense of fiction, but these pivotal people in, uh, in Old Testament history and the faith that they displayed through it. And, and I just started really looking back at how many times I've just fallen flat on my face while I've, I've negated responding with the faith that, that is within me but can be bombarded during these trials. And instead of saying, Lord, I trust, I trust, I trust, I've said, woe is me, you know. Um, and in doing that, it kind of just makes that trial void of anything impactful and anything that will, that will produce fruit, that will produce growth, that will produce sanctifying properties within my life. So, you know, of course, we have verses, you know, like the one where the Lord says, uh, you know, pray, rejoice always giving thanks um, this is the will of God for your life and 
I just, you know, I'm looking forward to actually applying this because as much as I've talked about this, as much as I love the study of the theology behind trials and all this and the encouragement of the verses that talk about them and, and I'm realizing, you know, the shortcomings in my own life where I have failed to put these things into practice. And so I'm just, I'm calling myself out and I'm just letting y'all be a part of it in a sense and also hoping that it ministers to you. Um, so as these, in these upcoming days, I'm still, you know, wondering when, Lord, on a lot of things. Um, why? Not necessarily why so much anymore, because I know why. I may not know why the earthly circumstance exists, but I know why the Lord has either ordained it or allowed it, which is still, it's all within his sovereign control. Therefore, you know, I can't lose if I do it his way, if I do what his word says, if I rejoice through this and I seek him in it to the point that that I have my ears open and my eyes open to see how this prof how this trial can profit me in his economy and prepare me for what he has for me down the road and ultimately knowing that regardless of how difficult it may be or you know there's there's such an anticipation too because you don't know how the Lord's going to work this out the only thing you know though is that that he has our best interest at heart that you know that that he works all things together for the good for 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 we who love him and are called according to his purpose as Romans 8:28 says so you know, we should be excited, and that's somewhere that I have failed miserably. I'm I'm kind of an Eeyore-type guy a lot of the time, you know, and I still wrestle with that that mentality of, of what was me. And, it, and it's tough, because like I said, we've been in, like, an extended period of trial. It's to the point now where when things are not wrong, when we finally get to this place where it's like nothing's necessarily wrong for the moment, it's going to so freak us out, because it's going to be like, nothing's wrong. Something has got to be terribly wrong, right? Um... But I'm telling you, as I look back too, I'm seeing the degree and the, the the magnitude of the challenges and the trials as they've come have been in such a progression that the Lord, you know, produced the endurance in us needed to take the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I don't know what that means. That may be an implication that we are going to face some heavy stuff in the days to come. And as long as it's for his sake and not our foolishness, and as long as we follow him through that, I'm going to say this. I'm making sure I state this properly. I'm not saying this carelessly. Then it's all good and we'll follow him. I don't wish for trial or hard circumstances. But again, if it's profiting the kingdom, if this this short time, if this blink of an eye here in this existence can be used not only to usher us into his kingdom eternally, but also into his fellowship here and now, and, and also, and just as importantly, if not more importantly, to bring others into that into that saving grace and that knowledge of the Lord as Savior and authentic fellowship, then man, that's such a small price to pay. And and it's not even really that. It's a privilege. You know, it says that um, that it's been granted to us on behalf of Christ not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake. Meaning, uh, it's been granted. It's a gift. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. And when we're, when we're reviled, we're blessed. When we're reviled, we're honored. When we're persecuted for Christ's sake, it's a blessing, and we're going to reap that. And when we're following him, we have the fellowship, and it talks about the fellowship of his sufferings, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Look at Paul when you're going through these things. Look at how he responded. He says, imitate me because I imitate Christ. Why? Because that's, that's the sovereign design, that's the design of a sovereign God. And that's the design of a sovereign God who loves us, who has adopted us into his family. He's not just this, this you know, 
this deity in, in this authority-like position. He is an, he's our Abba. He's our dad. He cares. He wants that relationship with us, and he wants to walk with us through the things that transform us. And uh, so that's essentially it. I didn't mean for this to turn into a long-winded sermon or anything like that, but it's good stuff. So I'm just going to exhort you and challenge you with the same thing that I'm challenging myself with, and that is to, um, you know, walk in the renewing of the mind. That, that more and more says, this circumstance that the world says I should freak out and recoil at, I'm going to thank God. I'm going to praise Him. And I'm going to anticipate whatever He's going to do, knowing that it's right. And I'm going to focus in obedience on cooperating with His grace rather than hindering what He's trying to do by a foul attitude or or indifference or complacency or any of the stuff that, that this worldly garbage can breed. Because this worldly garbage, again, what, what Satan means for evil, God purposes for good. All this junk that we get thrown at, whether it's of the world, whether it's of ourselves, because we can be our own worst enemies sometimes, whether it's the enemy fighting real hard. And if the enemy's fighting hard to mess you up and to trip you up, it means that there's some great things in store. So those things that He's throwing at you that are meant to knock you down it's like it's like spiritual dodgeball. By being obedient to the Lord with those things, you can you can rather than being knocked down by that trial, you take that and you throw it back and you peg the enemy in the face and you say, "Not today, Satan." Through the Lord, you know. Obviously, that's not um, that's not a direct translation from Scripture, but you get what I'm saying. Um, again, we're not going to defeat the enemy by sitting here trying to fight him ourselves. We defeat him just by being obedient to the Lord, and those are the blows that Satan can't recover from, knowing ultimately one day that. We're getting too far ahead, but we know that victory's already been achieved. So, based on that, uh, y'all just uh, pray for me. I'm going to pray for you, and let's go ahead and start walking this walk effectively because there's too many beaten down, powerless Christians walking around now trying to figure out how to do this when the concept is simple. Simplicity is not always easy, but um, that's why accountability comes in. That's why being part of a body comes in so that we can lean on each other. We can bear one another's burdens and we can walk in authenticity and true joy and thanksgiving. And when we do that, we're going to see the Lord do great and mighty things according to his will. Y'all take care.